think he's got seven family kids today. So, everybody come up and take the part. One more time, Sam.
Good morning. Good to see everyone out again. Uh, good to see the early crowd that was out this morning. Uh, I told Janie and uh, Phil and Mara when they drove up, I didn't know there was a four, uh, 5 o'clock in the morning. I always thought 5 o'clock was in the afternoon. So uh, anyway, it was good to be up early and uh, get an early start on this Easter morning. And uh, again, good to have you all out this morning. Did our bulletins come through? Okay. Uh, a couple of things. Of course, want to remind. Of course, next Saturday will be what the Masonic Ham Supper. Uh, on the uh, 9th of April, Pleasant Hill Youth will be having a spaghetti supper. It's five o'clock, and all of the proceeds will be given to the EMS. EMS personnel here in the county. So if you want to support the uh, fire departments and rescue squads and uh, such, uh, this uh, funds will be given to uh, support them. Uh, I do have a paper here for you, Sam, on the um, request that the conference has that on the 12th of April, all the churches throughout the conference are ringing their bell for 20 minutes in support of the general conference which will be held in Portland, Oregon. And listen, this is a very important meeting because they're going to be, and the fear is that they're going to restructure the discipline uh, about what a biblical marriage is, uh, same-sex marriages, and also the uh, issue of homosexuality. And the fear is that uh, there are enough delegates from the African nations that might just push this through. So we need to be in prayer that General Conference will have enough common sense to reject these proposals. So they're asking that on April the 12th that... Uh, all the churches and the Kingsport district is on April 12th, uh, ring their bell for, in solidarity for support of the general conference. Uh, I guess that's uh, basically, uh, oh yeah, uh, the books need to be audited and have to be in the district office by April the 15th. So if you have a a uh, bank account that you're in charge of, it has to be audited and submitted on the form by April the 15th. So uh, that will be, I guess, I so do want to thank everyone who supported us during the Holy Week services and your support and your uh, attendance uh, was appreciated. So uh, other than that, I guess that covers what's been in the, the past bulletin. So, uh, as we get ready to go to the Lord this morning in prayer, who do we need to lift up? What about uh, Brenda? Does anybody have any update on her? her doing better. Doing better? Okay. But let's still remember Brenda and her problem with her blood pressure. And I believe they said Brittany was going through a, a different process now. That, uh, and she's showing slight signs of improvement. Okay. So let's remember Brittany that uh, these uh, new... Uh, Drugs or procedures she's going to will be what she's seeking. And, of course, remember uh, Bonnie as she goes through her chemo treatments. Uh, others that we need to lift up. I was trying to picture who who we're missing. If anybody that uh, may not be with us. Uh, Harrison and Irene, any, uh, any sickness there at the... Uh, we know of, so. Just thank God for our young people for thinking that it works with them and uh, somehow teaches them, you know, more about God. Yes, uh, sure do. All, all the support and all the activities we can get the young people to do is a, a blessing to the church. And certainly this morning here was an indication, and we thank Lauren and anybody else that may have helped you with it. Uh, 
did a wonderful job, and we're proud of you. We're proud of the young people, so we want to continue uh, supporting them. And, of course, May the 29th will be the next fifth Sunday when we still be in charge of the uh, services for that day. So we want to encourage them and back them in that uh, uh, regard. Others that need to lift up. Uh, Alita was at the egg hunt yesterday and said she was doing some better and uh, continue to pray for her. And Ron has his ups and downs. So let's remember Ron and Alita. Uh, anyone else? Carla, I guess you and Barbara have your normal ones, and we want to remember your family needs, as you mentioned, each week, and pray for them. Uh, I had two prayers answered this week, too. Do, I had two prayers answered this week. Well, that's, that's a joy. Wonderful. Yes. Prayers do work. Uh, we're proud of them. Uh, and as I mentioned, the uh, person our Pleasant Hale, uh, Sid, that got killed in a car wreck. His two young boys, Noah and uh, Mason, came to church at Pleasant Hill, so we want to remember them. The funeral will be Tuesday night at the uh, Christian Sales, so uh, we want to remember this family. Uh, Tobe and the nursing home, we'll still remember him. Uh, others that we need to lift. Did I hear you say Vernon Sexton uh, passed away? I mean, he had been missing here in the past for a prior request, and so we want to remember the family of Vernon Sexton as they uh, lose him and uh, hope God will com comfort and console them in these days ahead. Others? We have an answer for Things went good. So we're. Okay, so remember these needs. Uh, God will be with them in the days ahead. <coughs> Others? Any unspoken requests? Let's go to the Lord. Almighty God, as we gather here on this day in which we celebrate the glorious resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ, over death and the grave, and as we come to worship Him and just to uh, lay our praises at his feet for everything and every joy that he has brought to us. We hear today of the two or three prayer requests that have been answered. And Father, we know that there are healing and uh, answers to our prayers if we will only come to you and just seek your will and to seek your way as we face problems from day to day. So Father, we just come to you each day uh, bring it to you, our burdens, our needs, knowing that you have an open ear and that you have a responding heart to uh, answer according to your will and according to your time schedule. So, Father, we're just thankful today on this special, this Easter morning, that we have you as our Lord and Savior and we have someone that we can come to any time, any hour, no matter how big nor how small our needs may be. Father, we know that there is nothing impossible that you can't handle. So we're just thankful that we have a loving Father in heaven watching over and taking care of us every day. We ask that you would continue to bless this church, this congregation. Help us to reach out, to be your voice in this community. We pray, Father, especially for our young people as they take parts in the church, as they learn more and more just about your son, what he offers and what he does for each one of us. And as they participate in the church programs and spreading of your word, Father, we just ask that you would bless them as you have uh, over the past years. Go with us now in the days ahead as we have scheduled events. Just continue to bless us, Father. Be with us this coming Wednesday night as we gather again to study your word and, and to learn more about you and your son. Father, just be with uh, the church as we gather next week for our board meeting and just give us the open heart and mind to make decisions as we proceed ahead with the uh, building of our fellowship hall and uh, just uh, give us, Father, the wisdom to plan it out and to 
see it come to fruition. We've talked about it now, Father, we're ready to start working, and uh, may we do it all in the glory of you and your son. Everything we do, Father, is for your glory. So may this building, this addition to this church, only add to uh, your work in this community. Go with us now again through this service. Continue to bless us as you have in the past. All these things, Father, we ask today in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. <coughs> if our ushers will come forward at this time, we'll uh, receive our morning tithes and offerings. Father, again, as we gather today, we thank you for every blessing that you have given each one of us. Now may we, through this offering that we receive in your Son's name, be able to help someone who is in need today, and they would come to know that this help is from your Son, Jesus Christ, because he loves them and he cares for them. Also may they realize, Father, that this congregation shares also the concerns for their needs and our willingness to help any way we can. So, Father, as we receive this offering in thanks for everything you have done for us, may we now in turn have someone in need today to this offering. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. <coughs> Today being Easter, uh, I titled my message, Resurrection Morn, and that's one of the names that we refer to it as, the morning in which Christ was resurrected from the tomb, from death, victorious over death and the grave. So as we read and mark this morning, I use a different one for Sunrise services, of course, the uh, story is written in uh, each of the Gospels, and as we always say, they always have a different little twist. Each one either adds a little bit to or takes away, and uh, really, you have to read all four of the Gospels. You're going to get the as uh, Paul Harvey says, the whole story, the complete story. But anyway, I chose this for this sermon, uh, the one that's in Mark, starting with the 16th ver uh, chapter, verse 1. And when the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Salome, had brought sweet spices, and they might come and know him. Sound familiar, doesn't it? That was what was in the Sunday school lesson. So, uh, I didn't know that when I chose this one, that we will be uh, copying, uh, but anyway, uh, it's, a, it's a story we're all familiar with, so it don't matter which, which gospel we use. So, going on with verse 2, and very early in the morning, the first day of the week, they came into the sepulchre at the rising of the sun, and they said among them, who shall roll us away the stone from the door of the sepulchre? 
And when they looked, they saw the stone was rolled away, for it was very great. And entering into the sepulchre, they saw a young man sitting on the right side, clothed in a long white garment, and they were affrighted. And he said unto them, Be not affrighted. Ye seek Jesus of Nazareth, which was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. Behold the place where they laid him. But go away and tell his disciples and Peter that he groweth, that he goeth before you into Galilee. There shall you see him as he said unto you. And they went out quickly and fled from the sepulchre, for they trembled and were amazed. Neither said they anything to any man, for they were afraid. Now when Jesus was risen early the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had cast seven devils. And she went and told them that had been with him, and they mourned and wept. And they, when they had heard that he was alive and had not seen of her, believed not. The word of God for the people of God. And may God add his blessing to the reading of his word. Today as we gather for, as I said earlier this week in one of our uh, Holy Week services, we are gathering here today to celebrate the greatest victory that has ever been known or the greatest victory that will ever be known. When Jesus Christ came out of that tomb victorious over death and the grave, and he also gives to us this very day that same victory. If we know Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior today, then we too have that victory that we are celebrating Jesus fulfilling on this very day. So that's why I titled it Resurrection Morn. Christ was resurrected. We have that resurrection uh, before us. Now, as uh, the gospel mentioned, these women, very early in the morning, arose and went out to the tomb to uh, take their oils and their spices to anoint. I guess probably uh, today we would say uh, embalm. That may be what we call the embalming of today. Uh, because this was a custom. Uh, and it was to help preserve the body and also to keep down the odor, the stench that uh, would, you know, death brings with it. So this is the purpose that they was going to. Uh, and, of course, like I say, it was custom for them to do that. Uh, I don't know, uh, of course, different versions in the gospel. Some of them uh, mentioned that they questioned how would the stone be rolled away? And some of the gospels don't even mention that they even gave a thought. Well, how are we going to get into this tomb if that great old big stone is our, blocking our interest? How are we, as weak as we are, going to get that stone rolled away? But as we mentioned in our sunrise service, and uh, Sammy brought it out, it didn't matter. God had already taken control. He already had things under his control. He had the means for that stone to be rolled away. Now, some of the gospels say an earthquake did it. Uh, I believe Matthew, maybe Matthew says that an angel came down and uh, rolled the stone away. Other the gospels just say that the stone was rolled away. But again, it doesn't matter. The net result was the stone was away from the entrance and the ladies, the women could easily make entrance into where the body supposedly was lying in death. So when they arrived at the tomb, what did they see? Different versions again. Like I say, one gospel says he was an angel clothed in White clothing, it was so bright that his, it was almost bright as lightning. And his countenance was frightening to the guards that were there at the stone guarding the entrance to the tomb. In fact, it said they fell as if they were dead. They fainted. They fell asleep. They were so frightened that they fainted from the appearance of this 
angel. Other gospels say that there was two men there. Others doesn't really go into detail. But here again, whatever the situation was, it was all being fulfilled by God's plan. All, all of this was falling step by step into God's plan. And it was going to work out. So when they got there to the stone, they found out that the stone had been rolled away. They were met by these whoever, and they were informed Christ isn't here. I know, I know you are seeking Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified and buried, but he's not here. He has risen. He has gone on into Galilee, just like he said he would do. Now, Galilee uh, was, seven, I believe it was like 70 miles from Jerusalem. Anyway, Galilee was the, probably referred to as the center of Jesus' earthly ministry. In other words, uh, from Galilee, his ministry spread out in all directions. And if there was a center... Uh, or a central location, then Galilee was often referred to as the location of he being centered from Galilee, uh, what we call his Galilean ministry. So anyway, he has gone on before you, and he will meet you there. Now, can you imagine when these women, as they approached this tomb on that morning, how much gloom and despair there must have been among them. Well, let's just, if we can, in empathy for a minute, picture ourselves when we lose a loved one and when we come to the cemetery for the final burial or even time after the burial and we come to the cemetery to pay our respects. Just think how saddened we are, how much, how down we are. And you have to imagine, as they neared this location where their king was buried, taken from them, they had to be saddened. All their hope, all of their future and their opinion had been taken from them. Their king was dead. He, he is lying here in this tomb forever taken from us. All of our dreams, all of our hopes was taken from us that day on that cross. So they had to be saddened. They had to be in despair. But can you imagine when they got to that tomb and they saw the stone was rolled away and to hear someone tell you, look, Jesus, he's not here. He's gone. He, he has risen. Now, should they have been surprised? How, how many times had Jesus predicted this very event was going to happen? Time and time again. How many times did he say the, the temple is going to be torn down? In three days, I'm going to rebuild it. Probably one of the most misunderstood statements that has ever been made. They couldn't visualize that he was talking about himself. They had, I assume, in their mind that he was talking about a physical structure. Well, you know, and I know today that even with, with all of the modern equipment and technology that we have, you can't go out here and physically rebuild a temple in three days. It's almost, well, it's impossible. How in the world could Jesus tell them that in three days, don't worry, the temple's going to be rebuilt? So, that had to be the most misunderstood statement that had ever been made. They didn't realize he was talking about himself. So should they have been surprised? Really, no. 
But here again, not realizing, not understanding what he was trying to tell them, you can see why they could easily have been misled or not realizing just what was really going on. So why was the stone rolled away? And as uh, Hubert mentioned in uh, Sunday school, some say, some surmise that, well, the stone was rolled away so Jesus could come out. No. Remember when the followers of Jesus after his death, after his crucifixion, how they went off into secret and hid in fear of their life, had the doors and windows all shuttered up, fearing that they would come after them. Remember what happened? Jesus just come right on in as if there was a door or window there. So he didn't need the stone to be rolled away to get out. The stone was rolled away, as Hubert says, to give us an entrance to come into Jesus Christ, to come to know him. It was our entrance, not his exit. So that's why the stone, that's why God rolled the stone away. He rolled it away, not for Jesus, not for his son, but he rolled the stone away as a symbol for us to tell us this is our way, this is the way, that we can come to meet, get to know my son Jesus Christ. So the stone was rolled away basically for us today, even today. So the scripture goes on to say Mary Magdalene met Jesus Christ on that very morning. And as we come today, 2,000 years, almost 2,000 years later, to celebrate this resurrection. The question is, have we met Jesus Christ as Mary Magdalene met Jesus Christ? Have we come to know a personal relationship, a personal knowledge of God's Son that died for us and so as we gather here today, not only do we gather to celebrate the resurrection, but we also coincide with the forgiveness of our sins. As Christ hung on that cross that day, and as the blood poured from his side, and as the sweat came down from his brow, and as the last breath went out of his body, that wiped away all of our sins. That, that cleansed our inner self. That, that took away all of the sins that was on our heart, that was in our minds. So we come to celebrate also the forgiveness of our sins through the death on the cross. Also, we come to know that we too, just as Jesus had victory over the grave, over the death, he gives us that same assurance that through his resurrection, we have the assurance, we have the, we have the proof that if we will put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ today, that when we pass from this earth, we will pass on into the portals of heaven where we will be with God and Jesus forever and ever. So that is the most important thing that we are celebrating today is our, our gift of eternal life. That there is no end to our life if we know Jesus Christ. But the same thing we need to bring out is if we don't know Jesus Christ, then we go to the opposite end. 
we are cast into the pitfalls of hell forever and ever. So that's the choice. That's the choice that the open tomb gives to us today. Do we accept Jesus Christ or do we reject Jesus Christ? Job 19.35 says, I know my Redeemer liveth. No question. If we believe the Word of God, if we believe what we have been taught, and if we believe some of the things that we have seen God do in our lives, some of the miracles that we have seen Him perform, some of the healing that we have seen Him come through as a result of our prayers, answered prayers, then we too can say without any doubt, I know that my Redeemer liveth. This is something that we can be so sure of. Wonderful, wonderful morning, Easter morning. They're all wonderful when Jesus Christ is a part of it. But just to this one particular day, to come and, and to be able to celebrate God's Son coming out of that grave, out of that tomb, giving to us a new start, a new life. And as the sun rises, and unfortunately we didn't get to see the sun, the S-U-N, come up this morning because of the clouds, but every morning as we see that sun come up in the eastern sky, we're reminded of God's Son coming up out of that grave, giving to us a new day, a new way, a new life that we need to rejoice and be proud of and to know, to know that my Redeemer lives. God is there for me. Whatever may come about, whatever I may confront during the day, I don't have any worries. I don't have any doubts. Now, I, I also know that it may not be the smoothest day that I'll ever see. I may have some bumps along the way. <coughs> but I also know that God's will smooth them bumps. And as the day goes on, as I put more dependence, more faith in Christ and God to help me out, we will see the road get smoother and smoother. And that wide, winding road that we read about that leads to destruction will get back down to that narrow pathway that God wants us to walk on. All because one day Christ came out of that tomb. We too shall be alive. Is he alive with you today? Are you dependent on him today? As Sandy comes to play for us, we sing our invitational hymns. If you have a need, Whatever it may be. If you have anything on your heart that you need to clear up. If you have health problems, if you have friends who you've been praying for, if you have a question, with God's wisdom, if you want to come and just thank God for what He's done for you, this is your this is your opportunity, this is your invitation to come. Everyone stand and turn to page 57. First and last verse. Last verse. Page 57. This is your time. <laughs>
everything he has done, everything that he means to us, each day we rise and turn to him, only to ask him to lead and guide us one day at a time. Father, we love you, we praise you, and we give you all in honor and glory that you and your son is due every day. Now go with us, be with this church as we continue to uh, look to the future to be your spoken word in this community and the families represented here in this church. Be with our friends that we have mentioned today who are suffering illnesses and problems in their life. The ones who have lost loved ones, may you comfort and console them, Father, as only you As we look to the future about planning and uh, adding on the Fellowship Hall that we have discussed in the past. Father, just help us to bring it to being a reality. And just as we meet next week as a board meeting to start making the plans, that we will just give us the wisdom and open mind to make the decisions that will best benefit not only this church, but the work of your kingdom this community and in our own families. Father, now go with us as each family goes to their respective home today and as they gather around to celebrate this piece of Sunday with their families, may you continue to bless each one. And then bring them back, Father, into your house at the next point of time. It's our prayer today as we give all the honor, praise, and glory to your Son. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Everybody have a wonderful day and wonderful day. Those good for